Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, make your first deposit, you'll get a first free bet of up to $1,000. And that's with promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. And Patrick, I feel like you are the most hype about the show today because we have so many great draft guys who were drafted too I, I look at me doing words for a living uh COVID Hicks. Brain. Hicks. Hicks. there it is there it is hi um Elections. let's start over it is. i'm it, Susie hunter <laughs> oh hey welcome Susie. yeah we've got a cornucopia of things to talk about it's strange because there's no rockies game obviously here we are in uh the all-star break and yet we had ourselves a fun little event that we'll talk about here uh Later on in the show, a DNVR activity that was a lot of fun. We've An got activity. the first day of the draft. That's right. We have the first day of the draft from Sunday, Monday. You had uh, about eight more picks. We got to catch up with uh, Danny Montgomery and Mark Gustafson from the Rockies and the scouting department. So we'll report on those guys. And yeah, we will at the end of the show preview the home run derby. And I'm very confident that at least one of us is correct. And since Susie and I have different picks. One of us will be correct. Yes, yes. Um, I think I think our odds are good. I think our odds are good. I think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I think we do too. I think we do too. Uh, I think, uh, and I hope at least that the Rockies know what they were doing uh, with their first selection here yesterday. We talked about it live as it happened. Gabriel Hughes, intriguing upside. Uh, a guy who has you know taken some comparisons to a guy like John Gray, but he was somebody that on a lot of other folks' draft boards, you know, we thought was maybe going to go a little bit later on, might have even been available to the Rockies at 31. And so there was some thinking that perhaps the Rockies in selecting Hughes would would have done so to give him some underslot dollars so then they save some money and use it later on in the draft. That remains to be seen uh, if that'll happen. They didn't select uh, you know, any high schoolers with that major upside, a guy like a Brock Porter, which uh, was uh, a lot of the speculation on Sunday night. Had a really good time with the, the guys over at Blake Street Banner uh, on, a, on a Twitter spaces for about two hours. We were, we were watching the draft oh and all the picks, commenting, going back and forth. So to Aaron Taylor, Justin Wick, Evan Lang, like all those guys, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun speculating about about who's going to go what. I don't know if that's going to come out as a podcast or anything. That was just a really cool hang. And it was uh, it was cool digging into some more of the numbers on, on Gabriel Hughes and uh, learning about what the Rockies liked about him. Susie, did you know he's actually the first draft pick? And I have a spreadsheet about this. This is of why I know. Do. This is why I know. Of the nearly 1,400 picks, at least going into this year's draft, not a one of them was born in Alaska. Now. I- the Rockies have an Alaskan ball player, or at least born in Alaska. I can't, um, I can't imagine there are a lot of major league baseball players who are born in Alaska because what is your season like? How I feel like the baseball season must be like two weeks long. Yeah, not it wasn't raised there, but he was born there, which is still something. I yeah. think that's still that's still pretty neat. It's the the guy who went next, Sterling Thompson, we'll talk about him in a moment. He was born in Longmont. He was a, he's a Colorado – he's not a Colorado kid because he was more like an infant when he, uh, his family moved to Florida uh, before the age of one. So he's not a true Colorado kid. But you know what? Hey, we, we can kind of 
you know, you can stretch the truth a little bit, right, for a good story. Yeah, yeah. This is his homecoming, hopefully. It, it is. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned uh, on one of the two conference calls we had with the Rockies front office uh, was that with, with Hughes, you know, he is a, a player that we might not even see necessarily in 2022. Uh, he threw a decent amount of innings. I think 98 was his total, but it was kind of how he was used. Uh, and so they're going to assess some things and, um, you know, might not get any proper minor league innings pitch. Maybe he'll pitch uh, a little bit more in the instructional league once the, the real season's over. But there was one outing that Danny Montgomery mentioned that late in the season, real bulldog type attitude. He got the ball. It was an amazing performance. And he threw 139 pitches. So oh my gosh. that's that college not- baseball. Yeah, yeah, that is just not something we ever see in the majors anymore. So when I hear that number, I'm just shocked. <laughs> he, I think he had thrown 110, and it was like, okay, that was the end. Really good outing, and then he goes back out. So like that alone, imagine that. I said, this guy threw 110 pitches in a game uh, at Gonzaga. I think it was against San Diego State. You'd be like, all right. I mean, you don't really see that that much, but that's that's that might mean something. It might mean something. And then to know, like, oh, yeah, then he went back out and threw 29 more pitches the next inning could be criminal. That might be criminal to to set a guy up like that. Patrick, do you think you threw more or less than 139 pitches today? I was doing the math on that. I threw more than 139 pitches. Yeah. How's your arm doing? Well, considering it was wiffle balls, it was good. Uh, I probably threw about 200. I'm feeling something that I don't know if it will mm. become something tomorrow morning. I'll have an idea, but uh, being the official batting practice pitcher in the Home Run Derby, uh, we warmed up. I think it might have been before you got there. I was was playing catch with Adam with a hard ball and a mitt, so I think that helped get it, you know, get it loosened up. So it was just you over, had a bullpen session. It was super easy. I, I had myself a, a wonderful little BP sesh there. Uh, which awesome. which which was pretty good. Couple guys uh, that the Rockies uh, took today. Let, let's talk about mm-hmm. those gents. Really heavy on the college player. Only one high school player taken through the tenth round in their twelve picks. That was Jackson Cox out of. Bless you, high school. Jackson Cox. All right, so he's out school. of Washington. Yeah, it was uh, it was a rainy season up there, so he could be one of those guys under the radar. Anytime I hear about a player who had some of his spring season curtailed a little bit, it makes me think of Mike Trout because that absolutely was the case. South Jersey, mm-hmm. teams didn't get a chance to see him that much, but from the, what the Rockies were able to see uh, from Jackson Cox, he's got that really uh, – plus curveball, really high spin rate, which is nice. Uh, weakness side, you know, uh, he's not quite as physical. Uh, I'm not going to say lacks size, uh, but, you know, he's someone that, according to the Rockies, you know, doesn't have too much uh, uh, of an ounce of fat on him to spare. So he's a bulldog. Actually, one of the things Danny Montgomery said was that he is very intense. Like he was trying to uh, – during one of the workouts, try to, you know, get him a little bit looser, try to crack him up. And it, it just, he wouldn't do it. Like he was just very serious and very focused. And so I thought that was uh, pretty interesting to see, but uh, on day two, they go heavy uh, on the college players. Third round Carson Palmquist, a lefty out of Miami, some comparisons to Chris sale. Cause he has that sort of three quarter arm slot, which is pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, also I've heard some Kyle Freeland type vibes, not sure if he'll end up being a starter or reliever. Of course, they're going to give him the shot to start first. Kind of could be similar to the Sam Weatherly situation back in 2020. We'll wait and see what happens to him. Michael Prosecchi out of Louisville, kind of in a similar situation uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, Susie, I don't, I don't know if there were there are any names. We'll get to some interesting names. Yeah, later yeah. On. But did you have a favorite name as far as Colin Kafka was was the big name last year? That's like. That's a that's a very curious name. It's taking names from well, non the nonfiction world, right? The author Franz Kafka, and then also <laughs> Cullen from the Twilight series, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I know a little thing or two about a thing or two. So, okay. did you have a favorite name uh, so far from the twelve players the Rockies have taken uh, on the first two days of the draft? 
Okay, yeah, because we all know I love to pick out the most interesting names. Um, I love the name Prosecchi because it sounds like a nickname that I would use for Prosecco. Like, hey, girls, you want some Prosecchi? So, like, I love that name. Um, another guy the Rockies have drafted today, Brad Cumbest. Um, I feel like that name has gotten a lot of attention on Twitter today. I think he's it's the quite best. A, I th- he's, yeah, it's, it's something. It is something. He's a um, big dude. 6'6". Six, six. He was a tight end God. with Mississippi State. Uh, has a lot of power. Uh, could possibly even play center field. So Rocky's drafting a lot of athletic guys that are definitely interesting. We could say that. I do like the name Sterling. I mean, yeah. I like the name Sterling better. But Sterling Thompson, the more I kind of dig in uh, on this guy, he went 31st uh, with the uh, compensation pick that the Rockies got for Trevor story. I'm getting more DJ LeMahieu type of vibes on this guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now why, why is that? Uh, he's a little lankier. Like he's six, four, mm-hmm. uh, has a little bit of, a little bit of power, but more, more of a doubles guy. Right. Again, you know, that, that might end up translating home runs as he gets older, uh, played second base in right field at the university of Florida. But you know, he wants to be an infield. He wants to be on the dirt. he, I think maybe having something to do with the fact he was born in Longmont, he kind of grew up adoring Troy Tulowitzki. So he's got that, you know, middle infielder type vibe to him. Was a really a shortstop uh, when he went into the uh, university of Florida. So played a little bit of third base. Bill Schmidt said he, he kept saying he's a corner guy. So not sure if that means third base and, and right field, third base, first base. I think third base might be where we see him. Uh, he should probably go to Fresno to start the season rather than the complex league. So that'll be really exciting to see him. And then Jordan Beck, a guy we tweeted out on our account at DNVR underscore Rockies swagger for days. Susie, have you seen any of those videos from Jordan? Beck? I mean, his hairstyle, he's got the mustache, yeah. he's got the big gates. He kind of just looks like he could be Zach Veen's twin. There's also that piece. But did you see some of the swaggerific videos of Jordan Beck from this past year? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, he's got the flow. I now that you mentioned the Zach Veen comparison, I absolutely see it for sure. Um, but yeah, I. What do you think of this pick, Patrick? Uh, I I like it. I I do like it. I think, and and you know, we had, we talked about this with Blake Street Banner. You know, the idea of drafting the best player available is really good concept, and and also selecting a guy under slot where maybe you reach and it allows you to get creative later on. Not sure that I saw that kind of creativity overall from the Rockies in this draft. But if you just look at their first three picks, you can say, well, you know what? They got three top 25, top 30 players. Uh, Now they did that with, you know, uh, three of the top 38 picks. So it's kind of par for the core. So no one that really jumps out as, as being that Zach Veen guy is, Cam Collier, when we were live yesterday, he was available. He was available for the Rockies to take there. Bum that that, that didn't happen. But Jordan Beck is uh, is an interesting dude. Uh, as we said, he's got that swagger. Once, while rounding first base, on his way to second in a double, just straight up was giving the middle finger to the other outfield. Like, that whole team was was really that sassy. And, uh, and Danny Montgomery said today, he's like, that was the first question straight up that Bill Schmidt had was like, okay, what went down? What was going on with that? And they are very confident that, you know, he's got a really good makeup and that's not his, that's not him, that he's not going to be one of those guys where if you can remember when Bryce Harper was drafted by the nationals, it was like immediately every week there was a new thing about someone was throwing at him and he was doing backflips back when no one did backflips. Uh, bat flips or back flips. Yeah. Still no one yeah. back flips. That's the next thing we need. Forget bat flips. How about back flips when you hit a home run? I file that we, one away. We got someone in the farm system who can do that. Oh, that's true. That's that, that's Hunter Goodman, right? We got one guy. Hunter can do it. He's he's a big body dude. So uh, that I I do like that pick of of Jordan Beck. It'll be interesting. Again, seems like there might be a glut of outfielders right now in the Rockies farm system, but that thing ultimately is going to sort itself out. So uh, it certainly isn't uh, the be all end all with that. Uh, you also had Ryan Ritter, uh, really great on the d- defensive front, needs to hit. Uh, but Montgomery thinks, quote unquote, we may have something. He, he did frame and say it could be a bottom of the order type guy, but um, he's a more of a defensive first shortstop that came out of 
I think he's from Kentucky, and uh, the body comp, Ian Desmond. So that's that's a pretty good compliment there uh, overall. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. We also had, uh, who was it, Zach Agnos, who's, who's taking 10th out of East Carolina. He closed for them, was a two-way player. Does sound like uh, he's going to end up being a relief pitcher with the Rockies. Uh, Davis Palermo out of University of North Carolina went in the eighth round. Cody Huff, a catcher from Stanford. Connor Stain out of Central Florida, a right-handed college pitcher. That wraps up all 12 picks that the Rockies have made here in the last two days. So overall, actually, I feel good. I mean, I was going to feel good regardless, right? Because you got some fresh blood in the system. You got yeah. some hope. You got some promise. And so we'll see what happens in the next uh, couple weeks and months as these guys start you know, going out, putting up some numbers in the Arizona Fall League, or excuse me, Arizona Complex League. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them going to Fresno. Some of them maybe by the end of the season, even going up to Spokane, which uh, would really be like an aggressive move to say, you know what, this guy doesn't need to learn that much. Let's kind of move him through. So uh, we'll just kind of have to to wait and see on that. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Now, is it a coincidence? Is this a strategy move that the Rockies took so many guys out of college rather than taking more high schoolers? I think so. I, I think that's a that's a good point. I mean, it is something typically I think that the Rockies have done a lot more uh, once you got into those middle parts uh, of the draft. Like, again, first three rounds, you got an opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to hit a home run and, and, and maybe you, you take a chance on a high school guy. But the college guys, they're, they're a little bit more uh, polished, right? Uh, there, there's less work to do. There's going to be less variability, right? Instead of, you know, an 18-year-old kid riding buses or uh, being a professional around a bunch of, of other guys, you already have players who are 2021. 20, they've already been doing it for a couple of years. So maybe they've gotten those things out of their system. It's not as pressure packed, right? Cause they're at university. Their, uh, their payment, so to speak is, is their scholarship. Whereas now, Hey, there's people checking in on them. You know, they're, they're signed for a couple hundred thousand dollars, if not a couple million dollars. And uh, that, you know, that, that can be a, a difficult road ahead. So it's a more of a, of a sure bet, so to speak, with the college players and less variability. But, hey, when you take that risk and you, you uh, draft a young 18-year-old, 19-year-old out of, out of high school, you can get you know, a lot of reward out of that. I mean, we, we saw what happened with Nolan Arenado there and Trevor Story. So uh, we'll kind of wait and see. Look, this is this is the the, the fun of, of looking at prospects. Look, they, they're – I forget who who says this, but I've I've heard this a couple of times at the ballpark. They all seem like prospects, but most of them are just suspects. Oh, hmm. right. All the all the guys you go, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be great. And then even if they have that cup of coffee, they're just suspect, right? So it's fun hmm. though. It's definitely fun. Interesting. What a saying. You've given me a lot to think about, Patrick. Yeah, we're. I can't wait for us to have some fun here in just a couple weeks once the BNBR bar is back up and running. There we go. Halifax in New York. Oh, my God. The, the work that they are putting into this place, like, these guys want to get it open. Like, that's the other thing, too, is uh, not not to, to break the fourth wall here too much, but it's like, you know, we don't run the bar entirely, right? So it's not like, you know, Susie's swinging a hammer and I'm putting up drywall <laughs> and doing all that stuff. Like, it's the business side to it. And so we all want to get this thing up and running by football season. So it's going to happen. I, I feel really good about that there on the corner of Colfax, New York. And while we wait for that to go down, you still can get all the great articles on Nuggets, Abs, Broncos, Rockies, Rapids, Rams, CU Buffs, Big Drive Energy, uh, Rugby, name it. It's only 50 cents for your first month to the DNBR.com. And if you're ready to go all in on a yearly membership, you actually will get yourself a free shirt from DNBR Locker. Com. You can get some other really great shirts and swag and some cool memorabilia from FOCO, F-O-C-O dot com. You can click the link below in the YouTube description. For all non-presale items, use promo code DNVR for 10% off. That includes the throwback 1996 Joe Sackick Stanley Cup celebration bobblehead. That includes some of the Rockies City Connect bobbleheads. That look really cool. I have never seen a bobblehead that like has that much green on it. It just... It's a unique thing. I mean, I imagine if like, I imagine the A's have a couple giveaways where that's the case, but it just really looks sharp. It stands out on a shelf. It's really cool. Again, that's foco.com. Use DNVR as your code 
for 10% off. And then get $10 off your first three months with code DNVR when you get yourself a subscription to Vodka TV. You missed out on the Nuggets and Avs for years. You might even be missing out on the Rockies right now. If you like CSU Rams, Denver Pioneers, Mammoth Lacrosse, you name it, Rapids. You don't have to miss out on any of that because you can get a package all in one place, and it's Evaca TV. Head over to evaca.tv slash DNVR. Zero hidden fees or contracts. $25 per month plus the cost of the receiver. But again, use code DNVR on top of that to save $10 off your first three months. And you get all of those wonderful teams, all that great coverage. And you also us. get us. <laughs> We're streaming right now. So if you're watching us on Evaca TV. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I, I love that. Now, I know uh, over the weekend, you actually got a chance to catch up with Sam Hilliard to talk about his very interesting draft story or draft stories. Yeah. So he was drafted a couple of times. He was originally drafted as a pitcher by the Twins. So we were chatting about you know, what he remembers from both of his draft days um, and then how he feels about, you know, how far he's come since, you know, he was, you know, he's just a kid back then, basically. Um, so I had a really great conversation with him. So yeah, here is going to play that clip for us. Let's roll it. I was at lunch with my friends and then I got a call from the scout who drafted me and, and he pretty much told me and um, it was cool because I was actually you know, I was, I was out of the Midwest at Wichita State. Um, the scout who drafted me, it was his first year, and I was the first guy he ever drafted. His name's Brett Baldwin. And he actually came to my house with the paperwork and a Rockies hat. That's a cool memory for me. You know, I, I never would have thought I'd be where I am today back then. If you would have told me I'd be a big leaguer, I would say I, would, I probably wouldn't believe you. You know, I, I got drafted as a pitcher the year before that, and hitting was still pretty new to me, but I knew I was athletic enough to, to see if I can make it happen but it's just been a crazy journey and to the moment I got that phone call I was getting drafted by the Rockies as an outfielder I had no idea if I was going to go as a pitcher or a position player so it was a, a pleasant surprise and I think you know to this day if I got drafted as a pitcher I'd probably be out of the game right now <laughs> because you know I just wasn't cutting it so I'm super thankful everything worked out the way that it did. That's such a good story. I went to a small uh, college, Crowder College at that point. And so, yeah, the Twins come knocking and say, hey, we'll, we'll give you an opportunity in the 31st round. That round doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> like, at that point, really, once you hit the 30th round, I mean, even before that, I'm not exactly sure where uh, that, that line is, maybe around 25. But if you go back and look at so many of Rocky's drafts and other teams' drafts, once you even hit 34, now you're just picking like grandchildren of your favorite player when you were, you know, your grandfather's favorite player or like, oh, all right, we're going to draft the owner's son and, and like all, all this other stuff. Like it doesn't matter. Or guys, or Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker was a guy who was taken, I don't know, 35th round by the Rockies, but he was going to Vanderbilt and had zero intention of playing for the Rockies. He might not have even picked up the phone for all I know when the Rockies called because it's like, I'm, I'm going to Vanderbilt and you can't even you can't even give me any money now because of where you selected me. That was Sam's situation. And yeah, he bet on himself and said, I want to go to Wichita State and see if I can hit. And he bet on himself. And he was absolutely right. He went from one year, 31st round as a pitcher to the next year, 15th round as an outfielder. So that's that's such a cool story. I love that story. Patrick, do you think maybe you or I might have been drafted and don't even know it? <laughs> Probably not, because uh, I have a spreadsheet every draft pick, and I do, you know, do a control F to try to find my name. So I, I, I don't think uh, that's possible. I, I I topped out at a junior college, and so uh, that was that. I never never got drafted, never never got sniffed. Technically, got scouted, but that's about it. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, Patrick. When I say technically, that means there was a coach there to scout someone else, and I played really well that day. Mm. And I only realized it like years later, like, oh wait, that was that same coach. Oh crap! Like maybe I, I really would have made this junior college team pretty well, but it was just time to focus on the studies. It wasn't going to end up anywhere, so I said, eh, I'll, I'll shift away from that. So, so no regrets on that. No regrets. I got to. 
You got to put in a great pitching performance today, which we'll get into at some point. We will. We w- Look, I, I, I threw a lot of pitches. Uh, I'm ready to go tomorrow on back-to-back days if if need be. And I oh, say wow. I phrase it I phrase it like that because Jake Bird's been that guy for the Rockies, uh, drafted out of uh, UCLA just a few years ago. And in a very short amount of time, he's gained Bud Black's trust now. He did give up some runs on Sunday against the Pirates, so uh, there might be a little less trust there. But I don't think I talked about this on Sunday, but uh, on – uh, before Friday's game, I, I asked Buddy about that. Like, pretty quickly he has, and you know, Buddy did not kind of you know shoo it away. Like, well, maybe not. It was like, yeah, you know what? Straight up, this guy, I like his makeup. Uh, I like what he's able to do. And although he couldn't really recall a, a, another Rockies pitcher that gained his trust so very quickly, he did say, well, you know, back in 2002, Francisco Rodriguez was that guy. You know, for an Angels team that ended up winning the World Series that year where, you know, it was down in the minors and then immediately he comes up, probably could have closed games for that team. Uh, as it were, he was, uh, I think he was setting up uh, Houston Street. I think he was that guy that might have been closing out. That's, that's not right. No, he was, a, he was on the A's. I'm drawing a blank on who the Angels closer was in 2002. But nevertheless, <laughs> rookie immediately, that was a dude that could be trusted by the big league staff. And Jake Bird's been that guy. So I'm, I'm really curious to see. Uh, or hear what he had to say about his draft story. All right. My draft day was just a relief because it was my senior year after a junior year where I thought I'd get drafted and didn't. Um, so I just tried not to think about it as much as possible. It was just uh, talking with some friends, and all of a sudden my phone started getting blown up. So it was just a big sigh of relief, and a few days later I got to fly out and play baseball. It's been an interesting journey. It's been a ton of fun, and... It's been highs and lows. It's great to be here uh, after all that. And it's what you dream about as a kid. I love that the reoccurring theme is the uncertainty, the stress, the need to just kind of check out from the draft and do something else. And then you'll find out when you find out. But yeah, a lot of these guys, I guess I, the first thing they mentioned is stress. I didn't realize how stressed out they all are on draft day. Yeah, it's 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 their dream, right? That's what they want to yeah. do with their life. And they don't even know if this they can get over this first hurdle. I mean, now we look, the reason we're playing audio from Jake Bird and Sam Hilliard and on yesterday's show with Brendan Rogers, it's because they are already major leaguers. And so their story that, that part of the story is done, is complete. Like they've lived that dream. And now they're gonna have new dreams to go forward and whatnot, but that dream is just unknown and it's, it's a series of smaller dreams. It's a series of naps, dare I say. And you know what? That first big nap is getting, is getting drafted, and you don't know. And so when you hear your name, even if it is late, like none of those guys say, well, thought I was going to be 11th round guy, ended up being the 15th round guy. They don't, they don't necessarily talk about that. They might have it in the back of their head, right? Or they might if they are a high-end guy like Brendan Rodgers. For all we know, when he plays Atlanta and Houston, he's going – both of you two teams had an opportunity to draft me first or second overall, and you didn't, so now I'm going to shove it down your throat. He could do that. He could think that, but it's not enough to say it or, or to put it out there into the world. It's just, look, I, I, bottom line is I got that opportunity. It doesn't matter where. I didn't, know if, I didn't know if I had the goods. I think I did. That's why I kept playing. That's why I kept putting myself forward, putting myself out there, but you never know if it's going to happen until you finally hear your name, and then there's a, there's a little bit of sweet relief followed by, Okay, now I gotta really now I gotta do it to another level. I Here comes do the it real work. Hurt. Yeah. Um, it's funny because watching some of the draft coverage on MLB Network, I swear I heard a couple of kids kids, I mean they're young men, but I swear I heard a couple of them say, like, oh, those teams that didn't draft me just now, you guys are gonna regret it. Like that is a very intense take, but congratulations. Yeah, it's it's definitely not the same uh, with baseball as it is with a lot of other sports. Because, again, you're immediately going, and it might be like week one, this team passed over me. And maybe they were making certain overtures to me that they were going to take me, and they didn't. So now it's it's a little bit more personal. So you're, you're, you're going to do that. But, man, it's, it's the MLB draft. Anything, anything can happen. It seemed like that was the case this year because it got really wacky with Kumar Rocker. Going third, Texas, of course, didn't have picks until 
like 109, something like that, you know, because they had signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. And then they swung a deal for the aforementioned Brock Porter, a guy that we kind of all had assumed was going to high school since he hadn't been taken on day one. So he probably saved a little bit of money with Kumar Rocker. They still end up getting Jared. Uh, they still end up getting Brock Porter. So Texas, despite not having a lot of uh, high round picks, ended up uh, doing a, a really good job by being creative because that's what it's about. It's being creative, also finding value where other teams may not necessarily find that value. So we're just going to have to wait and see what what kind of value the Rockies actually got. But if you're if you're looking at the upside, there's a lot to still be really hopeful for. There's a lot to really look at and say, okay, these guys could could be something. And and so many of the of the other prospect pundits out there say, this guy, this swing in Coors Field, oh boy. And I like that. I, I always yeah. like that, that, that comp, so to speak. Yeah, this is ex- an exciting time for us. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it is. And, and uh, it was a very exciting time down at City Park. We had a, yes. a, a cool event. Look, it, it's not as cool as taking great care of your teeth. Now, and I, I say that because with Green Mountain Dental Group, they're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, so they're pretty close to City Park, and that's that's the place that you want to go uh, if you need your teeth to be pearly white. You got to clean them up, or look if you've got a root canal situation, maybe your your molars need to be uh, not molars, your your impacted impacted molars. Is that what Allie had? Allie and Lindsay. Wisdom teeth, wisdom oh, teeth, cool. which they they are molars. They yeah, they, they are. are molars. But they're, yeah, they're molars. They're utility teeth. They can be both molars and just a nuisance. And look, they were for a couple of our uh, folks here <laughs> in the company. And Green Mountain Dental Group took amazing care of them. This was before we really we were even doing all these kind of ad, ad reads. It was just this, this is the place to go if you're in the Denver metro area. And they did an amazing job checking in on both of them. And they're going to do the exact same thing for you. In fact... If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, as I said, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and located right in your cupboard, in your cabinets. If you want athletic greens, it's what's in my cabinet. That's what I've got. One scoop each and every morning, and I get 75 high-quality vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens. It's what, it's what helped me throw batting practice, home run derby practice today, all throughout 200 pitches. My arm is still on because my body felt right. First thing with that one scoop, it put me in a positive gut health type of way out there on the field. I'm sweating and yet athletic greens help stabilize me. They want to stabilize you with a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ROC. That's the first three letters of Rockies. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash ROC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, you really set yourself up for success today. I think so. I I think I did. I may not have won the Derby. I did that last. It felt very, a little anticlimactic because I wasn't able to get the job done. I think the bat... Uh, we were using what had been demolished and all the wiffle balls had all the whiff taken out of them. Uh, <laughs> everyone else was smashing home runs. You were doing it. Marissa was doing it. Uh, seven foot one Adam Marez was doing it. I mean, we had our very own Aaron judge down at, at, at city park. And yeah. uh, I'm really excited to see all the content just kind of relive it. It was, it was just a lot of fun hanging out, doing something athletic, like moving our body. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I like talking and BSing and, you know, having some Breck brews, doing that. But this was just like, hey, let's just kind of be kids and let's have some fun. And and we all did that. And that, it was just a blast. Yeah, you were so in your element. But yeah, it's so much fun to, you know, we watch guys play baseball all day, every day. So it's kind of nice to get out there and, you know, take some swings ourselves. And I'm not going to lie, I was mashing today. I'm pretty happy with my performance. It was very good. It, it was strange, but maybe par for the course. You and I were the only left-handed hitters. In the whole yeah, group. super strange. That was that was wild. But you weren't the only left-hander because Rudo is is left-handed. That was yeah. interesting to learn. He's yeah, but he does not swing lefty, no. right? Yeah, so He's... he does not swing lefty, but he has a lefty glove. So yeah, we're we we had some variety. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was it was great. 
Uh, it's out there on social media, but the winner may surprise you. We, we had about four or five people hit eight or more home runs. I was not one of them. I think I got, I think I had six. That was it. But I there mean, was a still ton really of good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my performance, no good. doubt. But I'm, I'm just, I'm still, it's one of those things where, hey, I, I played really well, but this person was just better. So I, I don't, I can't feel bad about that, right? Like if I had hit two, I'd been like, that's unacceptable. But yeah. I, I hit six, so I felt pretty good. Um, so Brendan Vogt won the derby. He won our derby I, and he was not wearing shoes. <laughs> legit. Which should be an immediate DQ, but, but because I was the one throwing the derby to him. I'm going to take that as a, as a dub, like maybe, you know, I might get some, some spill off money from the, the check he won. I don't, I'm not sure there, no one had a big gigantic yeah. oversized check, uh, but maybe we should have had that. You know what? These are just ideas for next year for sure. Uh, but I, maybe I will write Brendan vote a check so he can buy another pair of sneakers. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, there were there was a couple of people who who cut some checks in Los Angeles over the weekend in the celebrity softball game. Uh, we now, Susie, I don't know if you actually saw a list of all the people that were at the softball game, but if you saw an image, let's pull one of those up. Let's pull one of the teams up now. Okay. I'm gonna put you on the spot. How many of these people could you recognize? I think I was like three on each team, maybe. This is a surprise to me. I was not expecting this segment. So yeah, show me. Let's see some. Let's see some celebs. Yeah, we we uh, we had the team, and uh, we we had the uniforms yesterday popped up. Right, they were they were white on one side. They were mm-hmm. yellow on the other. They looked uh, really cool. I mean, Bad Bunny was was one that I was able to uh, uh, recognize. Yeah. Right after that, I mean, he he's just he's a global superstar. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. People were so excited to see him at, you know, at that softball game too. So good for him too. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was a WWE champ. He was the 24 seven champion. So there were actually two wrestlers that was at the, that were at the celebrity softball, the Miz, who I know, you know, I mean, and, I know the name. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't pick him out in the lineup. He doesn't really look I, like I, much I... of a wrestler. Like he's just a built guy. He's not, he's not like the gigantic, like six foot four kind of like, oh yeah, you look like a wrestler. But when you hear him talk, he very much sounds like a wrestler. Hmm. Okay. No take it. He's, he's, he's got that thing. Uh, there were a couple cool highlights from it. The, the only one maybe really worth talking about because it's, it's celebrity softball. It's whatever. It's, it's not quite the same as rock and jock softball. If you remember that back in the day on MTV, that got no. to be a big deal. And you, have you ever heard of that? No, I've never heard really? of this. Yeah. I think you hear has because you hear like he, he's hip to all of those things that from like the 90s, even though he was barely even alive for some of them. He well, like I wasn't watching. I wasn't watching MTV in the 90s. I was too young. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that bit. So. No, no. I'm saying like I wasn't watching like MTV before I was 10 years old. Like. That's not a that's, bit like that's, that's just like I was watching Nickelodeon. I was watching Disney Channel. Like I wasn't watching MTV. That's true. No, that that's fair. Yeah. Did you do you remember the basketball? They did. They were doing basketball for a while. That that I think went on a little bit longer. Really, I'm surprised. I don't you remember at least that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, strange. But yeah, they they did softball. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't as popular. But the basketball was the good stuff, right? You hear? Yeah. Real quick. How many of the celebrities do you, like, percentage-wise, how many of them do you know from the game? How oh, many do like I know? Five tops? Yeah. How much? 25% tops. I Really? I know around 70% of them. No, no. I So, actually, I know about 80% of them. But if I'm just, like, looking at them, and can I, how many can I recognize off the jump? Like, Jesus, like Jesus and Mero, I don't, I don't necessarily know what they look like, but I know who they are. And then when I see their name under, I go, okay, I know these guys. I've consumed some of their content, but I don't know a ton of them. I actually did recognize Jojo Siwa. Don't know why, but look. (laughs) She has a very specific look, so it's kind of hard to not recognize her. Brian Cranston was there. There there, there were some folks. But Hunter Pence was there, and he got booed by the Dodger fans. (laughs) 
He proceeded to homer on the first pitch. The the pitcher like threw behind him. Oh, it was Andre Ethier, which was that was fun, right? A Dodger versus a Giant. So he threw behind him, and then the next pitch, he not only hit over the softball fence, but it hit off the wall of Dodger Stadium itself. So oh he almost straight gosh. up hit a softball home run. And as he's going around the bases, he opens up his jersey, and boom, you got the San Francisco Giants logo right there on his shirt. It was it was nice. He he did a good job of being the villain in that moment. And sometimes you got to embrace that. Someone needed to. So someone needed to be the villain. It might as well be Hunter Pence. That's it. Someone must be. All right. Uh, I got to be a villain to let you know that Susie, your your pick's wrong in the home run derby. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. But but I I want to know <laughs> who you pick. I think I think the first round half of our picks are the same. Mm-hmm. But then so, once we get to the finals, that's where it gets wild. Take us through your bracket, Susie. All right. So uh, first off, Albert Pujols versus Kyle Schwarber. I'm going with Kyle Schwarber in that matchup. Um, no offense to Albert Pujols, but I'm like, I just think, I think Schwarby's got it. I think he's going to take the whole thing this year. Um but the matchup between Juan Soto and Jose Ramirez, I'm going with Juan Soto. He is on fire this season. Same with Julio Rodriguez. So I'm taking him over Corey Seager for sure. And then this was a tough one for me. I do have a lot of faith in Ronald Acuna Jr., but I think Pete Alonso, since he just has the formula down, I think he is going to make it to that next round. Um, watching MLB Network, though, Charlie Freeman, Freddie Freeman's son, picked Ronald to win the whole thing. He was just like, Ronald. It was adorable. It was so cute. He's my he's my favorite celebrity. I can't wait to see him in the softball game. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think it's going to be Kyle Schwarber and Pete Alonzo in that last round. And I think Kyle Schwarber is going to dethrone the polar bear. Wow. I I also have uh, a dethroning here. Now, Alonzo's the favorite in this. Uh, The lines have been a little bit more favorable at the time of this recording. Plus 210 for Alonzo. Schwarber has stayed the same at plus 330. Next after that, we've got Juan Soto at plus 450. uh, Those odds have, have gotten better. Like People are really starting to wake up a little bit, I think, on Juan Soto. Ronald Acuna Jr. is at plus 650. Then you got J-Rod, Corey Seager, Jose Ramirez, Albert Pujols as the long shot. But I think Corey Seager has a chance to surprise. He's like the dark horse. If you want long odds right now, he's plus 1,300. Because a couple reasons. One, he knows Dodger Stadium. That's his ballpark. He should have the fans behind him, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not a true Dodger there. He'll he'll get respect from – Pujols will get respect from the Dodgers fans. But ultimately – Seager is that guy. Uh, one of the interesting elements to this is center field, the, the layout of Dodger Stadium. In center field, it's a little more shallower. A lot more balls go out center field. We remember that with Chris Bryant. I think that was his first home run. You looked and you mm-hmm. said, okay, he homered to center, but it wouldn't have been a homer everywhere else. Corey Seager goes yard to center field a lot. So as much as I want to pick J-Rod to Ooh. win that first-round matchup, I'm going to go with Corey Seager. I also have Pete Alonzo there. Alonzo will take down Seager. But again, I think Seager could be the sleeper. I also have Schwarber and Juan Soto winning their first round matchup. But I do have Juan Soto taking down Schwarber and then taking down the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. I can't believe I'm saying it because I, I swore I wouldn't do that after his performance last year. But again, maybe, maybe I'm too uh, analytics heavy on my analysis of this. But Juan Soto, of all of the guys in this, he hits more homers to center field than anyone else. 42.1%. He goes straight away. So I think that's going to be something that allows him to eat a couple extra balls that go over the fence uh, and go yard. Now, Acuna Jr. is interesting because, as you said, Susie, that's a really good matchup there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's similar to the Otani-Soto matchup from last year where that could really sap Alonzo of some power, which then opens the door for Seager to win in the next round. But Acuna, he has the the longest average home run distance of any player in the major league. So uh, those are even some of the odds on DraftKings Sportsbook, like who's going to hit the ball the furthest. 
Acuna Jr. for a guy who's probably the smallest. You could say Jose Ramirez might be a little smaller, but he's a he's mm-hmm. a stout man. So I wouldn't necessarily call him small in that capacity. Uh, and I like Jose Ramirez. I, I Going into this, I was thinking maybe I'm going to say something nice about everyone so then we can cut these clips out. And you go, look at what Patrick <laughs> said about Albert Pujols. Don't sleep <laughs> on him, man. He knows how to swing and get the most out, conserve his energy. See how see how I'm doing that? I, I like Jose Ramirez, but he, he just got a bad matchup on, on uh, Juan Soto. So we both like Alonso to make it. Yeah. But in that, that upper region of the bracket, you got Schwarber. I've got Mr. Juan Soto, the $440-plus million man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, that is a, that's a big thing that happened over the weekend. But, yeah, uh, you brought up some good points about Corey Seager and Juan Soto. We'll see how this goes. Are we putting any money on this? Are we putting any liquid death cans on this? <laughs> we could. I, I've, uh, I've, I've saved mine up. I haven't uh, gone through my, my stock just yet or my stash. But uh, I'm gonna have a couple of units on it over there on on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, they they've got all kinds of really cool things like you can just do total player home runs, like how many they'll hit. So like if if you think they're going to win a couple rounds, you can take the over or under. So like Corey, so Albert Pujols is at 18.5, right? Because if it's 18 on the nose, then you break and and no one wins. That's not yeah. fun. So it's 18 mm-hmm. and a half. But Corey Seager is at 28 and a half. Does that mean he's he's like destined to win the first round? I don't know. Schwarber's at 38 and a half. Alonzo, 38 and a half. Acuna, only 22 and a half. So sort of feel like DraftKings Sportsbook might be tipping their hand and saying that Schwarber, Alonzo, Soto, and Seager are going to be those guys. You can do longest home run by distance. Is it going to be over 493 and a half feet? Is it going to be shorter than that? Which player is actually going to do it? And again, Ronald Acuna Jr. is only plus 200. So it's like pretty strong odds that 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 little man, little Ronnie Jr., he's going to hit it. By the way, is that what Charlie calls him? Does he does Charlie Freeman, Freddie Freeman's son, call him Ronnie? Or does he call him Ronald? No, he was. He just said Ronald. <laughs> they asked him who he thought was going to win the home run derby. He just goes Ronald. I, it was so wow. cute. <laughs> wow, there's not very many children in the world who say the name Ronald just because Ronald is just is a name that doesn't exist. I imagine if. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that that path when it comes to uh, to McDonald's because that's the only other Ronald I think that kids would have any idea who the so who the heck it is. Too. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, but yeah, it was super cute. Love seeing Charlie Freeman show up places. <laughs> I would I would put a lot of money on just the NL winning because that's another thing you could bet on just NL over AL. So in the mm-hmm. NL, you got Alonzo, Soto, and Schwarber. So I mean Seager. Seager's gonna have to do all the heavy lifting for the American League. So again, that's another another long shot on on that. So because most of the guys are just in the NL, so you have uh, you have a better opportunity. You have total home runs uh, from the AL players, total home runs from the NL players. Or are there gonna be any swing offs? I say yes. Ooh. Do you think there? I feel like every year there's at least one swing off, right? I would yeah, say yeah, yeah. As is customary. So Over under is a half. So basically, is it gonna happen? I would take. Yes I no. would say yes. That's plus one hundred and five. So that's yeah. that's kind of the the long shot. It's not very long, but that one you're gonna you're gonna make a couple extra bucks on that one. Plus one hundred and five. There'll be a swing off. Um, Patrick, who do you think in this derby is most likely would be most likely to do the home run derby barefoot? Wow, polar bear. I mean. <laughs> He seems like a flat-footed guy where whether he's wearing cleats or other, like I got a really high arch, so I don't think, you know, hitting barefoot would, would really benefit me at all. I actually have like an insert in my shoe to, to make sure, you know, for my running and all that stuff. Oh, Patrick. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it barefoot. I couldn't do it barefoot, but I think polar bear could. I mean, he's a polar bear. Maybe Schwarber. Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that for sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and they even have highest exit velocity, which is you know what? Hey, it's twenty twenty two. You should be able to vote on something like that. They're all over a hundred miles an hour, of course. Pete Alonso is pretty up there, one hundred and twelve and a half. He's he's the highest, along with Juan Soto and mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez is at one hundred twelve point five. That's J Rod, my future rookie of the year. 
That was your pick. That was good. Very astute. That's good. (laughs) Uh, I think Charlie Montoya was my manager of the year. We'll have to see if we can do that this week. Kind of recap our uh, our through both our managers of the year in the AL Gonzo. All of my manager of the year predictions were fired already very early in the season. Very humbling for me. So I about my little J-Rod rookie of the year. It's gonna I, I hope that your picks don't extend all the way down to like the International League because I think you had Chris DeNorfia as the manager of the year for the Yard Goats. <laughs> And if this is this if this is an ongoing trend, I mean, look out, look out for Chris because. Oh, but no, the yard goats are playing really well, so I yeah, they it's are. Not gonna happen. Don't worry, don't don't worry. Pump the brakes on that, but uh, yeah, Stop we'll be back rumors, tomorrow. Patrick. <laughs> I I can't not I can't not. We'll be back tomorrow, nice and early to recap the home run derby as well as you know preview the all star game a little bit. We got more draft audio from uh, some exciting Rockies players who who share their experience. And we also, I'm, I'm going to be quizzing you here, Susie. We talk about, you know, we, we've seen some of these images of, of Gabriel Hughes, Jackson Cox, who's who's the lone high schooler that the Rockies have taken so far in their 12 picks. But what do these guys look like at 18 years old, right? We, we know what Jackson Cox looks like because he was taken out of high school. But what about these guys as they're coming out of high school? So we're going to show you some photos of these youngsters back when they were 18 years old. I'm going to be quizzed. And let's see if you can figure out who they are. Some of them look dead on and other ones, they have just not grown into themselves yet. I am nervous because usually I just prefer to be the one who's doing the quizzing because I like to have all the power in the situation. So this is, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I think you're going to do good. I, th- I think you'll do you'll do very well in this because you. I mean, part of your job is you're looking at these guys up close and personal. So, you you you've got that right in repertoire. Like I think you would do really yeah. well if you heard audio and I didn't tell you who it was. I think you could pick it up, but right because yeah. you just you hear it, you know, yeah. or you can narrow it down to two or three guys because you're like, okay, I I understand the vibe over here. I I know who's saying that. So I th- you're gonna do much better than I think you realize. I've I've got confidence. We'll in see. Already. We'll see. Well, I'm excited to find out. But that's for tomorrow. That is, yeah, we'll be kicking all, all kinds of really good content out on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I am at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. After two days of draft, our very own home run derby and our home run derby preview, we've got a lot of momentum, but you know, you know what they say about momentum. It is only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then. <laughs>